The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. The ongoing rise of interest rates has been affecting small businesses and everybody else, frankly, for that matter. How the steady rate may change things for the better now on the 20th of July. The governor of the Reserve Bank, Lesetje Khanyaho, remained unchanged or kept the repo rate as it was now. This would obviously come as some form of relief, relief only because the interest rate was not hiked. But still, as matters are, there are many who are feeling the pinch of increasing interest rates. Let's have a conversation now with Ms. Vuyelwa Nyagaza, MD of Sugume Trade and Investment. Ms. Vuyelwa, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM. Perhaps we should use this opportunity as well just to educate Repo rate, stroke, interest rate, impact on consumer, impact of those, impact on those with investments, impact on those who are servicing debt. In a nutshell, what are the issues we ought to be engaging and thinking of when we're talking about interest rate increases or decreases or maintenance in terms of the repo rate in the country? Um, good evening um, to you and um, to your audience, and thank you for this opportunity. Um, I think that um, as uh, small business owners, um, the issue of the, the consistent increase in interest rate has really adversely affected a lot of um, SMEs. Um, so for us, I think um, the, the opinion, um, I am sure I, stand, I speak for a lot of us, that the opinion is that they are rather high. I, I think the, in the past there's been 10 consecutive increases, and that has really began to affect how small businesses are actually able to, to run their businesses. So I think, um, yeah, the, the, it's an issue um, that is, that is. I think, especially if you look at the context of where most um, small businesses are coming from, most of um, us are, are coming out of COVID, where for almost two years running, business has been really hard. And I think a lot of us, like if, if you, even if you do like um, in a research, um, informal research amongst SME owners, you are going to find that most SMEs have actually been in what we call a recovery phase. And so for us, um, or the, the sector to be now affected by these increases has really, um, I think, more adversely affected business um, um, going forward. So, yeah, it, it's been tough and it continues to be tough. Of course, it's good news to hear that there has been this um, so-called steadying or pausing of the interest rate. Um, so it means that there's a little bit of relief for SMEs, but it's by no means where we'd like things to be. Oh, uh, we believe yeah what are the core questions that the members of the MPC monetary policy committee ought to consider for the reasons of increasing the repurchase rate maintaining the repurchase rate at whatever it would be or better yet certainly for those servicing debt to decrease it what are the competing interests that determine ultimately the outcome of the figure um, well, I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to be um, able to comment specifically on what they should or should not do. But I think um, one understands that the issue of inflation does affect um, how such decisions are being made. And it's, it's an economic factor. 
um, which we all understand. Um, um, but I think that um, to have a, a, a um, sometimes I feel like um, in South Africa, we make decisions about how the economy is run very much based on what we call Western or foreign models. For example, mm -hmm. Americans have uh, um, can, can increase their interest rates, but if you look at their inflation rates, they're usually much lower than here. So even if the, if the actual interest rates are going up because the inflation rates are lower, there's usually some balancing that takes place. I think they should think about how international trends should not just be copied and pasted um, into an environment that may have a very different dynamic. So I think that's really for us to say, let's try and understand what we are dealing with. And I think secondly, it is also about everyone talks about this notion of small and medium enterprising being core to economic development. But a lot of the policies um, that are, are, are being propagated and promoted, I don't think they, they always look into the unique situation that is the case of SMEs. I think a lot of it, um, the decisions are made with big business in mind mm -hmm. and not so much how those decisions affect what is everyone recognizes to be the core sector of SMEs. So again, I would say the other thing is look at SMEs, understand the environment in which um, we operate and make decisions that impact or at least are fair in terms of our survival and, and the growth of the sector itself. So those would be for me. Making, uh, sorry, I, I suppose the point you're making then is that there's a disproportionate impact on the smaller enterprises than say your bigger enterprises in terms of how these decisions are made and the impact that they actually have. And your point is that perhaps there should be more consideration into the affairs and the impact on this very large base that is small to medium enterprises. Do I have you correctly surmised? 100%, I won't even add a tittle to what you've said. You've captured it perfectly. Now, how then should perhaps this interest body that is small to medium enterprises perhaps be lobbying? Are there voices that otherwise do enjoy audience with, for instance, in this case, the Monetary Policy Committee? Or are there ways, particularly from those lending institutions who really get to be the lending institutions they are, not just through big businesses, and there's a role in place for big businesses in society, but it's the trader, one or two man operations that really are the difference between a meal or not in many South African homes. How does this critical mess of the South African economy then have a more consolidated voice that has a greater stake, if you will, at the table, whatever the stake is, so that such decisions are made and contemplate truly their, their position and the impact such decisions will have on them? Um, I do think that there is an opportunity for the sector to organize itself. I think that there are many institutions and many bodies within the SME sector that are doing a great job. Um, but I, I think that because um, the way everything is structured, it, there, it, there is not... Um, it's not, for example, the trade union movement. One of the... the, the I'm using it as an example because yes. that entity has... Um, everyone knows the, the power of the unity 
of the movement in its ability to influence even national policy. So I think the SME sector is it needs to have a, a far stronger unity amongst and in each, um, its, its various bodies and entities so that we can actually begin to speak with one voice. At the moment, I think they, they, that's probably one of the biggest gaps in terms of there isn't really one united voice that represents the whole sector. Um, so I think for me, that would be um, the biggest gap. Now, MD of Sukume Trade and Investments, that's you, Vuye Luanyagaza. What do you say to those businesses now that are servicing debt? What do you say to those businesses that are looking to, con- to, to take out more debt for the purposes of capitalizing, if it is at all wise, the fact that the interest rates have not increased? In other words, if a small business comes to you and they want to find out what is best under the circumstances, do we take on more debt now and capitalize? Do we service our debt that much more? And how do we look at the conversation of investments versus growing the business? Somebody who's trying to be, if you will, responsible in this very otherwise tough economic climate, what are just the obvious do's in this case and the obvious don'ts in these times? Um, there's a couple of options, um, and I think I'm going to mention a few um, for the sake of time. I think the first thing that I would say to a, a business that is um, feeling um, the weight of, of this interest rate hikes is that you need to evaluate and negotiate your loans. Um, believe it or not, a lot of small business actually rely on debt or credit in terms of their, their ability to, to manage, especially scale up their businesses. So there's a lot of people that are affected by this. So the best thing to do, or one of the best thing is to review your existing loan terms and really try to find out if you can negotiate with your lenders how to, to, to lower your interest rate. If you cannot lower it, at least extend it, the repayment period, so that it gives you breathing space and that you, you so it's really about leveraging the existing relationship that you have with your your banks or financial institutions to secure better loan terms. So that would be a a first. And I think the next one will be the improvement of cash flow management. I I spoke at um, another another radio show last week just on the issue of how how, um, small businesses can manage the cash flow better. And this is really about um, analyzing your income and your expenses and trying to understand how do you maximize revenue and minimize unnecessary costs because there is already a big constraint in terms of um, the cost of, of, of doing business because of high interest rate. It then becomes essential that non-essential expenses must be moved out of the way so that you can start to create some a, a more healthier cash reserve that enables you to at least meet some of your um loan repayments so that would be the second one um there's a, a couple more i think i'll mention a couple more there also there, there's other ways to consider um uh, refinancing options so there are entities or organizations that can assist particularly small businesses to refinance um and find out if they they are available um if they are lower interest rates that are available out there and, and, and this takes you um, looking around, um, asking, for example, financial institutions that you're dealing with or, or getting even um, assistance from um, organizations that deal with financial um, matters. For example, um, we are doing a, a, some, a lot of work um, as Sugume Consulting with the ent- entities like Momentum to try and understand how 
best we assist um, small and medium enterprises in this space. So there's also like professional advice that you people can can um, look out for and and utilize. It sounds um, like um, money going out, but sometimes a little bit of investment in terms of trying to solve a bigger issue might end up actually. Um, saving um, you a lot more than what you thought of. So that, I think, um, the last one I would say is seeking alternative funding sources. Um, a lot of the times there are alternative funding sources that people can explore. For example, SMEs have access to an increasing pool, uh, particularly in the South African context of um, angel investors, um, venture capital, crowdfunding. So it's not always that the banks will be, you know, the only sources of finance that are available. And depending on the type of industry, for example, FinTech, if you are in FinTech, there's a lot of angel investors, there's a lot of um, um, venture capital that is available out there for you that may actually um, be a, a better option than the traditional bank um, model and system. So that that's really um, some of the, the, the um, opportunities that are out there to help small and medium enterprises to cope um, at the what you're essentially saying, this also, these strained economic times do offer small businesses in particular alternative methods outside what has been characterized or come to be known as the mainstream access to capital. There are ways of essentially skinning this cat without necessarily going the traditional route. How safe and secure are those? How commonplace are those? and the inherent challenge of collateral, how much of a role does it play in these non-traditional methods, I suppose then, of accessing capital or capital equivalent support than, say, your traditional methods? Final question. Um, I really think it depends on the sector. Like I, I said, for example, on the more technology side um, of uh, the SME um, um, business sector, there is an increasing uh, normalization of alternative models of, uh, of investment. And I think the, the sector itself is maturing and people are understanding that they do have other options. And, um, and, I, and I think even the banks or, or the traditional financing institutions have been aware um, that there is a growth in, in this sector and they themselves are, are trying to, for example, maybe not catch up, but to understand how the sector works in order for them to also play in the sector. I'll give you an example. I don't know if you've heard of Empeza. Um, um, this is a financing, um, or it's it's um, it's mobile money that was developed in Kenya. It didn't and really last in South Africa, did it? Not in the South African context, because a lot of South Africans have already been banked. So mo mobile money was relying or relies a lot on um, servicing the unbanked. But if you think about it um, as, as just a tool, it's much, much cheaper to do um, business or to finance. And, and so that's some, that is something that would appeal. I mean, mobile money or the M-Pesa model has been studied. And even like uh, first world nations like America have tried to kind of like copy it for obviously their environments. So it is something that is out there that has worked and, and it's trusted. It, it actually works perfectly fine. But I think because of the environment in South Africa, where there's a lot of um, a lot of focus on the traditional models of banking, the South African business community, particularly SMEs, have not um, necessarily looked to alternative models because of their reliance on traditional banks and um, and even um, the the the, the so-called um, 
development finance institutions. So for us, I think the, the, the idea is to say, you know, as SMEs, open your eyes. You know, the world is changing very fast. Yeah. Um, and technology and artificial intelligence and all these opportunities are coming out. And first movers um, are picking up, you know, the, the, the best of and, and reaping these rewards because, you know, you know, it, it takes you stepping out of the, a little bit out of the box for you to, to truly identify. So they are safe options that people are, are beginning to use. And I think I would give advice to, to, to people to truly investigate what is out there, what other nations are using, because if it succeeds somewhere else, its chances are it may succeed um, here. So the, the, the trust factor, I think, has been what has really, um, or the understanding of opportunities that are out there has really hindered the South African SME market um, from going like you've identified the silver lining in this cloud and perhaps this space is yet to see some growth because i mean if we see what's happening with lesaka for instance they might be operating more in that space and this is really and i think this is just a passing comment on my end where perhaps the post bank might have had greater scope for growth and to getting those who are on the margins um which now certainly are in a position to take the second bite of the cherry at what is an opportunity within a crisis. So thank you so much for those perspectives that you have offered. This is Gaza, MD of Sukume Trade and Investments. Ma'am, thanks for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. All the best. Certainly. Likewise to you.